2: Welcome to Healthcare Now, and thanks for joining us on this Saturday afternoon. I'm Dr. Mark. I'm here with my co-host, Larry. Larry, how are you doing today? Good
3: afternoon, Dr. Mark. Glad to be with you again today.
2: I tell you, we've had uh, we've had some good shows. We go back and we listen to them, and yep. you know the amazing thing, Larry, is, is I think our audience knows we tape, tape the shows, right? Right. And just a couple of days after taping, news can change so quickly, and I keep thinking, man, we're, we're going to have to go live here soon.
3: Yeah, We were just talking about that, yep. Dr. Mark, and you're right. Yeah. Uh, Every day there's something different. In fact, there's a couple things right off the bat yep. we can talk about. Uh, yeah, was an I mean, we're
2: specifically talking about yeah. COVID things. Yeah. Yeah. But but uh do you we know, we have maybe to talk about COVID still. Uh, we do. <laughs> well, we were we had that one brief show right. where we were discussing how man we were down to just like ten minutes of COVID talk, right. and now we're back up to half yep. the th- yep. half the show exactly. And it is it's a reflection on what the news is pushing and and what's yep. actually going on with the disease exactly. Yep. So yeah, we. Uh, uh, yeah, we wanted to talk about a, a few new things. You want to start? start sure. Off? Uh, you know, we're nearly 60 percent
3: of the population being fully vaccinated, and that's the entire population. Right. We're very soon to reach 200 million people have been fully vaccinated, meaning that they've had the two shots or the single shot of J and J. Right. And there is another forty five million who have had boosters as of this past week,
2: Dr. Right. Mark. So you know we, we look at that and it's definitely made progress, although if you kind of plot it out in a graph, it's slowed down yeah. to a, a near has. halt. Yep. Uh, and then you know you would think that with new concerns, like when the Delta variant came up, we got a little we got a little I, want to, I don't want to say boost because it sounds yep. like booster, but we got a little bump where people started getting their shot scan. And now with Omicron, mm-hmm. just because of the way that the interviewers are asking questions, uh-huh. people are going, well, maybe I should wait for something new. And that's not right. true. I mean, it's not no. – no one has no. any yeah, idea. Yeah, because they talk
3: about tweaking the vaccine to deal with Omicron. Yeah, yeah.
2: it's no waiting, yep. no waiting, because yep. you know, you know what you. can happen while you wait. You can die.
3: Well, you know, Dr. Mark, before we talk about the booster update, Mm -hmm. uh, you had a concern earlier about why the 5 to 11 kids, you haven't seen that vaccination rate go like you had. We had all
2: hoped. We had had hoped, yeah. Talk about that for a minute. It turns out, so in Florida, only 11% of kids between 5 and 11 have gotten their their first shot.
3: And that's been out for almost a month now?
2: Yep. Yep. Okay, and okay. and and we're almost dead last in the country with that number. Wow. Yep, yep. So that's that's really that really is a concern, and you know we're also we are dead last in flu shot. In giving I didn't out flu know shots. that. Okay, yep. so. You know, the idea with the flu shots, a lot of people are like, I don't get two shots, how do I, it's inconvenient, I don't have time. But, you know, all these shots are, you know, they're all covered. You know, nobody's paying any money for them. They're absolutely available. I mean, think back to day one when everybody was freaking out that they wouldn't be available. Yeah. They're all very available. Exactly. But but it is. I think the thing that frustrates me the most about this, uh, it's not just transparency. I mean, transparency is great, but the... The way it leans, and the way that yeah. the interviews are asking questions, it makes people scared. You know. Well,
3: it what they do is try and build an answer when they ask the question.
2: Absolute, absolutely, absolutely. I, mean, I hate some that about experts. the media. Yeah, yeah. there was a, a, a doctor from my alma mater being interviewed uh, from from Emory University, and he was like very kind of mellow presentation talking about Omicron, and mm-hmm. and you're like listening, listening, and and he would state something, and then the interviewer would then ask him a question that was totally off the direction that he was going... And he would answer kind of politely, like, well, I mean, I, I suppose that's something that you could be concerned about. Oh, so it's it's mm-hmm. concerning. Right. And, and that type of discussion, yeah. it, it doesn't help anybody, Not does at it? at all. Well, you know, it if you recall ratings.
3: when the first uh, vaccine with Pfizer was approved for five to 11, there was a pool of 28 million kids in America. Yep. And the surveys indicated early on that 30 percent of the parents would get their kids vaccinated immediately. Right. And 30 percent said they never would. Yep. And you're saying now that the rate is only 11 percent in florida
2: only yeah that's a
3: that's a third of where we need to be
2: yep yep and it's i mean could be a little bit on convenience but but no we need we need to get that done and and i think there are plenty of studies out there that that discuss things just like that Mm -hmm. and we we not we're not following the studies we're following the news
3: well dr mark do you think that the uh our Our people out there, our listeners and our population and, and citizens think that well if i've been vaccinated with the covid vaccines, I really don't need the flu shot this
2: year oh, I and definitely think that.
3: they they definitely think that yeah. and and it's been very clear in the science that you need the flu shot,
2: yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Explain it's no, no the
3: question. difference in mRNA and the flu vaccine, Dr. Mark.
2: So the flu vaccine is it, typically what they give us each year. They call it like a trivalent vaccine, okay. meaning that it has three different types of influenza reaction. They target they're, they're, certain influenza. Right. right. So what they do, uh, the CDC tracks what the most common types of influenza there were in the previous year. Right. And then the companies formulate their their vaccines based right. on the top three. Okay. So that doesn't mean it's going to be the same top three. In fact, it probably isn't, but it's the best data the that best you can have. the best educated guess. Yeah, otherwise yeah. you're guessing yeah. out of all you know all the many different variants. I think they've got 27 that they're available for a vaccine, and okay. I'd love somebody to fact check that. And more that, than but, yeah. not,
3: they're usually right, correct?
2: Yeah, they do. Well, it's a yeah. percentage game. Yeah. You know, usually one of those three isn't seen in an area, and that's the other Issue is you can have regions where you see certain things, and in the Northeast right, may be right. very different than the than the Southwest. Mm-hmm. So, so but that's that's what that is, and it's not an mRNA vaccine. It's not vaccine right. against a spike protein or right. a piece of, right. of, of this of this uh, right. of this influenza virus. So it's so it's very it is very different, and that's why you know some people say, oh yeah, you know what, I I got the flu right after I got that darn vaccine. The vaccine gave it to me.
3: I've had people tell me that yeah, yeah.
2: and, yeah. and there are people out there going, Dr. Mark, you're an idiot. You know, that, that's, that's exactly what happened. And it is. Yeah. And can you prove it? You actually okay. could. Yep. You could actually prove it because they can tell what type of influenza the patient has. And we know if they're vaccinated against it or not. So so it is. It's 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 one of those kind of games. But we do also know that people can get covid after getting the covid vaccine. Sure. Uh, they typically get a much milder form than we anticipate right, they right. would. It's not life threatening. Right. So right. it keeps them out of the hospital. But but with the flu, typically when people get the flu vaccine and then get the flu, they just get the flu. Right. Right. So there, there's not stats that would say it decreases the chance of, of hospitalization because it has some type of coverage. And it's because we're in here, you know, when we're looking at COVID-19 treatment, we're looking at a single Virus. Right now, we we see we are seeing variants now. The mRNA. Yeah. Yeah. So right. so maybe maybe a good time to talk a little bit about about the variants. Yep. So you know we've definitely we've, we we uh, last week we reported that Omicron was out there. Uh, by the time it aired, a couple of days later, um, it was already in several states in yep. the U.S. And you gave us uh, I think 17, in seventeen states, states uh, Yeah. And
3: again, those are only a few, a handful yep. of
2: right uh, infections. And understand that we weren't testing for Omicron before right. Omicron existed. Right. Right. So once it was defined, yeah. it could be tested for. And we're going we're to learn, you know, you know, where they're testing for it the most now with all of these is, is looking in the sewage systems. Right. So they're being able right. to and scan In the water that. systems. Yep. Yep. And so that's going to be uh, an interesting way right. to track... Groups Mm -hmm. And that came about, we talked about that way back. That came about about, about doing that at a college dorm situation where they were tracking it at this college to see if there were people that were infected.
3: Well, Dr. Mark, before we get into some of the Omicron information, Mm -hmm. let me go back and say that the CDC reported this past week that 90,000 infections a day are still happening across the United States. Mm -hmm. And 99.9% of them are the Delta variant.
2: Right. Yep. Yeah. They think, That's important for right? our listeners yep. to know. Yeah, I think we're looking at it's yep. it's getting now towards the, the lower 90s, but the Delta yep. variant is absolutely the, the, dominant. the dominant variant. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was predicted when we looked at that whole, whole factor yeah. of, of how common it was to spread the Delta variant. Sure. We've got zero data on Omicron. As far as exactly. spreadability, yep. Yep. yeah. So uh, that remember we talked about the R not a few months ago. So we, right. we don't have right. an R not on this because right. we don't have enough data yet. Yeah. And, and I've, the difference but I've still in heard the
3: Omicron versus the R not, and you can speak to this is the mutations, correct? This, well, the, and the, the difference variance. is always
2: the difference is always the mutation. Yep. But the the Omicron, what we've noticed is it has more mutations of the spike protein. Right. It has, uh, I think they're talking 35, and yep. so that Somewhere makes it that different, range. but that doesn't make it more spreadable. It doesn't make right. it more, uh, I'm sorry, I said spreadable, not contagious, but it contagious. doesn't make it more yeah. serious. Yep. Yep. But then again, it doesn't make it not those things. We just don't know yet. It hasn't been around in numbers that we right. can really, really take good data from it. But right. th- With time. And and I think that's the, the opening comment was how quickly things move in this game. Right. And we're, we, we're now trying to drink from a fire hydrant, and as soon as the water slows down, people are complaining, right? right? So if, if I don't yeah. know tomorrow's news today, um, I'm that's already right. behind.
3: Well, the Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA, they did publish an article this week on the title of it was Omicron has reached the U.S. Here's what infectious disease experts know about the variant. You want to go through a couple of those? Uh, Dr. Mark, because there were some, you know, last week we talked about what is an expert.
2: Right. Well, these guys are the experts. Oh, they are. We could, yep. I mean, we could go down and, and read off these folks, mm-hmm. but this really is a, a good article. And basically yep. what they did is they they uh, published a, an edited version of their actual conversation. So what each one of these docs right. said, and, you know, they, they kind of go through their opinions, where it came from and, and how it all happened. Right. And. So I think one of the doctors, Dr. Loring, noted that he was the one that – I got the quote from uh, 35 mutations. Right. And the mutations affect how well the virus spreads, we believe. Uh, And it's also important, as we develop monoclonal antibodies, that the antibodies have to be able to match up with those mutations. Right. Uh, And then Dr. Malani, another uh, another expert – kind of chimed in that that it was first sequenced in South Africa and we don't really know where it came from how it emerged we, you know did it really start there we, we it's yeah. it's likely but it was just first sequenced there and dr.
3: Martin let me stop you right there one mm-hmm. of the things that came out in this article that I thought was important was that original person that was infected and diagnosed with the omicron variant was a severely immunocompromised
2: individual right the first I thought one that they, was the first identified yeah, yeah. Yeah, the mm-hmm. first one, yep.
3: severely immunocompromised. Right,
2: right. So uh, one of the other folks in this article was mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Del Rio. Uh, he's a physician from uh, Emory University, and I've been following him through this whole process. He's got a he's got a uh, a podcast and a a, a, a video group that uh, is is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the theories that he said that maybe that it. it was in a person who was immunocompromised, and it actually developed the mutation while in that um, We're getting pretty deep here, but yeah. the mutations yeah. have to happen while the virus is infecting someone. Yeah. So they get infected yeah. with one form of the virus, and then they're spreading a different form. Right. So, But that's as science as we're going to get right yeah. now, I think. Exactly. But we've well, got you know, more think, to talk about with this, you know, though.
3: And, and I think that the message to our listeners is, so far, you're right, we don't have enough right. cases to study, but the ones that we have studied are not severe, that the Omicron is bringing chronic severe illness and, yeah, and, and I even, hospitalization.
2: Even I feel like that's an early statement. It is an early know? statement, yeah. you, We can't yep. say it's not chronic since it's yeah. only been around for a number of weeks, right. but right. but yeah, no, absolutely, and, and I think that we... we know that we're going to learn these things. And I'll tell you, the, the one thing that we do know is we currently have a very effective vaccine. Yes. And we want folks to get out there and get right. vaccinated.
3: Right. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. Healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. Dr. Mark, will be right back.
1: You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry.
4: The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, M.D., practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407 228 or774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com.
1: Welcome back to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark
2: and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, Larry. We kind of jumped out in the middle, and we should—I think yep. it's pretty obvious that we're not done talking about uh, COVID nineteen issues, isn't it? I wish but, we were. Yeah. So we kind of—I was beating up on Florida being behind with the uh, kids getting right, vaccinated right. and with flu vaccine, but there was there was a little silver lining there. Yep. And and that had to do with the booster shots.
3: Actually, in today's paper, on the the front page of the newspaper, it talks about demand rockets in Central Florida, and it talked about over three hundred thousand people have gotten their boosters. And the week of December uh, November twenty sixth to December second, the increase was over forty thousand people.
2: From that, yeah, so yeah, and yeah, that's so just that was, in that Florida. Was the previous high, so yeah. we've got three hundred and eight thousand. Uh huh. People got their boosters. Yeah. That 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 is exciting. Um, it you know, but again, it sort of kind of tells you. So if you're going to get your booster, you got your other shots. Mm-hmm. So right that they they're the most likely to go out there and and get and engage right and you know
3: one of the harder areas to reach was osceola county and -hmm. the department of health reported that in osceola county last week they are now administering over 50 shots a day versus less than 20 two weeks ago
2: yeah so it's i I thought that's interesting it could be yeah Yeah. i mean it's i'm hopeful it's like I, i really it's funny that we're we were watching this data so carefully and so closely yeah. but we've got speaking of data i mean we've got actual studies worldwide that we're looking at yep. right this is some good stuff yeah. so yep. there's an interesting study from israel uh-huh. and i mean they looked at over 300,000 adults yep. that were 40 years and older and their basically their question was is the is the booster more effective. I mean, does it? Do yeah. we need three it? three shots yeah. versus two? Right. Yeah. So, is the is the booster really going to? Because that's their their main. They were using the mRNA dosing in the in this. Group and so they're thinking if if they went ahead and get that third one does it really matter right. and and I'll I'll let you talk about sure. some of the findings there yeah
3: well you know it was the 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 whole study centered around what are the odds of testing positive for COVID following the receipt of three doses versus two of the mRNA vaccine and the findings came out that those receiving the booster had a lower odd of hospitalization and even infection
2: right. So, That's the bottom line, So they're, they're tracking yep. it. So so yep. so the booster does something. Yeah. Because a lot of the things we were looking at is, oh, well, the booster shows an increase in your antibody number. Well That's right. Is, is that clinically significant? And, again, we still don't know at what point we're going to be able to say this level is the effective level. But I right. expect that we will know that at yep. some point. And then it will just be a, a dollars game on whether or not it, it's – makes more sense to test yep. people for their levels right. or just get another well, another the thing vaccine
3: that seen, it hit me on this study of uh, this this israeli study is it seems like if you remember originally we had talked about get your booster nine months later. Then it was eight months. Now it's six months. Right. It seems like we're beginning to understand the waning of the vaccine yes. and its strength
2: well, and how long it lasts right. we're in the human body. Yeah, we're understanding yep. the pattern. Right. And what we don't know, and it's going to be really curious to figure this out if we mm-hmm. can figure it out, is yep. why is this the case? Yeah. Because it's actually – Unlikely that it's because of the vaccine. It's right. more likely it's it's our immune system, right. And this virus, and this. But has you been only a really get a flu shot, shot once a year, right? Right. Well, but again, mm. that doesn't that doesn't mean that your flu antibodies uh, eight months later because it's for flu season. So the flu being very seasonal, right. Yeah, that's right. so. So that gets us through it, and then you wouldn't. We don't know if you would need that flu shot if it was the same one you got last year. And if it was the variants not the variants, yeah, but the yeah. the actual influenza viruses are different that we're treating for. So we can't compare those right. but it is It's a new type of vaccine. So that could have something to do with it. Um, It could be that when we use something like a weakened or dead virus, that our body creates a multitude of antibodies that would recognize a lot of different things. And it kind of goes back to the fact that since we're using this virus that produces a single spike protein, that spike protein has to be present for the antibodies to mean anything. exactly And if that spike protein is present in a lesser number on the virus because there are mutations with other spike proteins, then it's going to be less noticeable. And that was the idea. If we throw lots of antibodies against it, they're more likely to capture that uh, that abnormality. So it is. It's, that makes uh, there, sense. It, yeah. Well, it, it does. And it's getting, again, mm-hmm. This is we're getting pretty deep in the science yeah. here of yeah. things that we don't know. Uh, but. It's going to get figured out. It really is. But in the meantime, we've got to do the best that we can. That's right. Because people... It's very
3: simple, people. Get vaccinated. Get
2: vaccinated. And 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 get boosted. the the reason is we'll never see an end to this cycle. Yep. That w- this has proven to already be a virus that mutates quite easily, and yep. so if we keep chasing our tail with new variants, and eventually you would expect there to be a variant that this that vaccine through. doesn't work. That's right. So, so we we've got a uh, boy. If we could just get the numbers where they are, and you know, make this a. Yep. Uh, an endemic and then a no endemic, exactly. whatever the word well, for that I, is. Well, I'm
3: glad that uh, if if the Omicron variant is a reason why people are getting more boosters. I think that's a positive thing. But I also think you have to remember that the Omicron infections have been very mild to date, the ones that we've seen. But
2: yeah, but there's so few, Larry. I know, I know yeah. that, that was yeah. something that sort of stuck, stuck yeah. with you yeah. but there's just so few. That's that, true. That I don't – I mean, they're, they're really not seeing, saying that they're being very mild. They're just yeah. saying they yeah. see more mild. Seem you more know? mild. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's that's not – And it could be that the vaccine's working. I mean, you remember that with Delta – the discussion was never that it was more severe; it was just that it was more contagious. Yeah. the so,
3: the, the row factor.
2: Yeah, 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 the, yeah. the 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 R naught the, yeah. the the R not the not factor. R not factor. not yeah, So yeah. so I think that that we haven't really seen a variant that is more or less severe. We really haven't right. seen that. Right. And I I don't. Expect there's there's any reason for Omicron to be any more or less severe. Yep. Right. So right. I, so that, I, so that I makes think sense. I think that's yeah. how it lays out. But okay. to the points that we've been making for the last few weeks. It is absolutely the message that we all get. Yep. and when you're listening to the news, you pretty you almost have to unhear half of what you hear because if if one news station wants to be the one that says this, that's what they're going to say yep. and that you know it's it's I don't know it's yeah, stri- you it strikes it strikes me I, crazy.
3: On at least three different talk shows on TV, mm-hmm. I have heard people say. Well, I had COVID, therefore I don't need the vaccine. Oh, for sure. I have had, these are the commentators that are running these shows and they're Delivering that message to the American people.
2: Yeah, and we haven't even touched on it. We don't need to get, yep. get deep into it. Yep. The that the political nature. Yep. Of, of this, like whether vaccines are, are you know, we're, we're talking about va- you know, we're not talking about va- vaccine mandates. No, we're not talking no. about laws. No. We're talking about what makes sense gotcha. for all of us. Gotcha. No matter no matter what yep. you do at the at the voting polls. Right. It's it's really, we we need to get together as a, a community of health and right. do the best we can right. to stop the pandemic exactly. because it's not over, I, you no. know? I mean, no. we, we've seen in that second big spike that we've now come out of, mm-hmm. not much news on how much bigger that was than the first spike. That's right. All right. How many that's more right. deaths there yeah. were, yeah. right? And the only thing that's going to bring us out of this is some solution of vaccination programs, not a vaccine. Just like we we talked about in the beginning how you get rid of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways is if, if everybody gets infected right. and they develop antibodies. Right. Well, guess what? We know that you can That's get infected more. The Spanish more. flu was eliminated right. back so, in so, the 1900s. Right, they, they didn't have a vaccine, yep. but the Spanish flu, you didn't get it twice as far as I can right. tell. So it, it wiped itself out. Unless whereas for us, there, yeah. Yeah, for, for, for what we're looking at now, we now know that it, it's a virus Mm -hmm. that mutates rapidly and we now know that you can get it more than once yeah you know likely not in a short period of time but over time and we know
3: that the antibody level does wane over time
2: we do know that yep so based on, you know, the, the technology that we're using or based on this virus, I mean, we, yep. we really can't answer it. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, before we go to break, let's talk about this. You know, Joe Biden, President Biden, mandated that all health care workers be vaccinated by January the 4th. Will a federal judge block that mandate, that executive order nationally out of Louisiana? And so now uh, under the rule, an estimated 17 million workers at 76,000 health care sites had to be vaccinated by January 4th. And now they're saying that, well... That this federal uh, block has created this, so there's been some stuff going on in one of the hospitals that you actually participate yeah. with, Doctor Mark. Right, you want right. to talk
2: about that? Yeah, we can. You know, okay. and, and basically, you know, this this jumps back into the the politics of disease, which yep. shouldn't exist. Yep. Um, and you know, I, I don't even. I'm not going to get into whether or not we shouldn't have to have a mandate. Okay. Well, seventy
3: percent of healthcare workers have been vaccinated as of mid-September, right? In this country,
2: so I I think that that when we're talking about anything else, you you wouldn't be looking at a mandate if participation levels met what the community needs. I agree. Okay. So, but yeah, definitely, and we we did see something locally here, Mm -hmm. um, and because this healthcare workers were. We're supposed to be vaccinated everywhere, and we've got right, big right, health care systems, right, right. and it was going to go down right here at uh, at one of our our big centers, and you know with this hold up, things change Yep. you know we're we're, we're on hold, we're going to sit sit back yep. and and as they say, this matter will ultimately be decided by yep. decided by a higher court yep well,, you know it's it's health care.
3: But you know what I thought was interesting? The the letter that came out by the health system indicated that, okay, we're gonna back away from the mandate. Right. But by December sixth, everyone that works for us has to indicate what their status is. Right. So they yeah, they're not or they would be they would lose their privileges at the hospital. Right.
2: So so in this case, they're trying to look for well people are gonna take Possibly, if it's easier to just get the darn vaccine, they're just going to get the vaccine, exactly. right? Yep. Or that, And, you know, and that's going to happen. But I don't know – I don't look at that as politics in as much as how do we get the herd to travel in the right direction. Exactly. And nobody likes to be controlled. Nobody likes to be told what to do. But –
3: but think about it, Doctor Mark. If if our listeners are out there and they're thinking, "Well, if I go to the doctor, I go to the hospital. I'm going to be treated by someone that hasn't had the vaccination."
2: Yeah, I'm make not make sure that's too cool. No, can't, that can't that can't make them feel good. Yeah, and and on, honestly, I you know I was never really excited about that. We've had the same mandate for the flu, right? Right. We can't. I, oh, uh, the hospital. The did? hospitals. Yeah, okay. the hospitals. I didn't for, know that. For okay. uh, for uh, years, we. If you don't get the flu shot, you actually. This is going to sound laughable, but but let's let's think back to a time when we didn't wear masks every day. Okay, right. so if you didn't get the flu shot, you had to wear a mask the entire time you were in the hospital during that what is it the 180 day period during during the flu season. So that was enough to get most people to not to go ahead and just get the vaccine. Right. And so the vaccination level for the flu was extremely high at, at the hospitals. And but that was it was that was a mandate, but it wasn't politicized. It was kept in. That was the hospitals working with, right. you know, like people working with like people, but Okay. But I don't know. We're we're gonna have to get away from uh, get away from this and uh, we're gonna, we gonna, talk we're gonna go on a section? break, Doctor
3: Mark. When Absolutely. we come back we're gonna stop talking about COVID. Okay. And we're gonna talk a little bit about how people have postponed their care, including filling prescriptions during COVID. Uh oh. You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark will be right back.
1: We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry.
4: The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical technology and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com.
1: Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry.
2: Welcome back to Healthcare Now. We left off with a pretty—I don't know—I think we we're getting pretty excited about, uh, heated up and excited about all this vaccine talk. Yep, yep. So we aren't leaving COVID completely because we want to talk about how this last 18 months has affected the healthcare of of the of the nation yep. outside of just getting sick with COVID. Because yep. there have been a lot of other effects, Larry. There has. You know, we've we've touched on them a little bit, but but let's let's yeah. talk a little more specifically. I'll throw the
3: first one out there. It's an estimated that 13 million adults delayed filling prescriptions during the pandemic according to a survey by Kaiser Foundation.
2: Right. And one of the issues that came up with, were thoughts were that it was cost, yep. but I don't know. I, I mean, I think a lot of this is about people being afraid to leave their homes right? Uh, or and not being used to delivery yep. and you know learning things like that but but that, that's a big deal. Yeah. 13 million delayed getting their meds. Yeah. And, you know, some meds, I mean, we're not talking about vitamins here. If, if somebody's taking a blood pressure, blood pressure medication, or you know, uh, an anticoagulation, yeah, uh, yeah. things that they yeah. literally need to take right. every day yeah. or their health is going to suffer. Yeah.
3: Well, I thought it was interesting. It said that more than a quarter of Medicare beneficiaries and over 5% of privately insured adults spent more than 1% of their household income on out-of-pocket prescription drugs in the last year, according to the Urbans Institute. And it's estimated that more than 3% of Medicare beneficiaries and 7% of uninsured members or uninsured uh, uh, Americans spend more than 10% of their household income on prescription drugs. 10%. 10%. 10%. 10%.
2: That's, yeah, that's incredible.
3: Now, you know that there is some legislation out there in one of these new packages that Biden's trying to uh, pass. It hasn't right. been passed yet. No, still. To where not only is it going to allow Medicare and Medicaid to go out to foreign areas to price drugs, but it's also going to limit – insulin cost to $35 a month Dr. Mark and if you remember right we looked at a $75 a month
2: $300 a month 300 a month yeah on insulin and now
3: it's going to that's going to be big
2: that will be huge and yep. it's it's exciting because we've talked about this a bunch of times that pharma is a huge yep. part yep. huge yep. percentage of our the cost of our healthcare system and of that of that 4 trillion dollars yep and it is something that there's a lot of profit involved, and we can't Huge go profit. out. I mean, I see, I see where things are going here in Washington. They can't go out and just throw down and say, okay, we're going to cut the cost of everything. Right. But this seems rather thoughtful. Yep. They're picking, yep. They're picking a medication that is relatively common, yep. costly, and extremely important to a lot of individuals. Right. So if we start with that, and then move on from there. I mean, but I would hope that this is just the beginning.
3: Well, there's there's three things I want to point out to this. And these are what the experts are saying. So much of the mortality in the U.S. is preventable. But if people aren't managing their chronic conditions and taking their meds, this is when they get into an acute right. care position. Right. You know that, Dr. Yeah.
2: Mark. Well, I mean, it's, it's tough to say, man, I, I could have avoided that car accident that multi car yeah, yeah. pile up right yeah. but we do know that if you people take don't meds, take care of it and you're right. not taking your yeah. meds certain diseases have, have only one path yep and and that that's what they're saying yeah. here is that yep. Yep. we these are preventable deaths yes and that that we already have the cure because we're, we're rushing for the cure for everything yeah. well, right it's just but, like, but if, like you if you're not taking cure, your
3: diabetic meds right. you're going to get into a diabetic what do they call it coma, coma. or whatever yep. Yep. and you're going to die
2: yep no, it is. And, yeah. and and the other chronic things that if you're just not maintaining your A one C the other issues that contributing to you know vascular issues, yep. hard heart disease, right. you're gonna you're gonna bring those up.
3: Right. And so, then a second expert made the comment when you're not able to take your medications, it invalidates so much of the health care that you've already been given, shortening your life, leading to even more expensive treatment down the road.
2: Yeah. No, it is. Makes yeah. total sense. But I mean it goes back to Here we are in previous segments talking about, you know, wanting miracle cures. Right. We actually have things that can fix problems, and we're not utilizing them. Right. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yep. But- Except that it's a reality that we see every day, and we see it in our families and our friends and everyone around us. And so as a country and as a government, the best thing we can do is try to limit the barriers to these things occurring. Yeah.
3: Well, there was two things that struck me. Obviously, taking prescription meds is crucial to better health outcomes. But one of the main reasons for rising out-of-pocket costs continue to deter people from getting their meds.
2: Sure, it does. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, the other issue that comes up is we get generics, and then there's quite often stories in the news about generics not being exactly what we needed to get. Right. But we can't get the the branded medication because it's not covered by your your health insurance. Right. Right. and, And really without... Without insurance coverage. So people on uh, fixed incomes,
3: they decide, am I going to eat them or am I
2: going to take the sure. drugs? Oh, there's no question. And we know that. No, no question. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah they, you know, there's a push for certain drugs to, to be free. And mm-hmm. you know, I, but I, I think the the middle line area here is we can we can do a much better job of making them affordable. Yeah.
3: Well, let me give you two more stats that I think is going to shake you a little bit. More than one in five Medicare beneficiaries spend more than five hundred dollars a month on drugs. Mm. One in five. But listen to this one: when a out of pocket cost of a prescription, a copay goes up just over ten dollars it will impact 20 to over 22% of the people getting that med and leading to over a 32% increase in normal mortality rates
2: so what you're saying is if a drug cost goes up by about 10, Ten bucks it's going to increase the number of people that aren't going to get the drug That's right, right? they're just going to say right. i can't i can't afford to this over drug 20%. so so yep. over 20% mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the idea is linking medications and outcomes. To mortality. So, if you're not taking the medication, yep. you're going to have an increase in mortality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah. does. I mean, it's it is it's it's a sad truth. It's and a circle. Yeah, yeah. And and you, there are cases where we've just got so many meds out there, and management at your annual visit of of that of your medications. Is important, right. and it's important to look into what the costs are. Sure. It's important to say, "Hey, can I? I'm taking this, this, and this. I mean, do I need all three of these? Right. I mean, we need to simplify yep. the delivery system. Yep. So again, yep. decreasing the yep. barriers to good care. Well, you
3: know, that's a good good example that you bring up because uh, I think I mentioned to you when my dad came to live with us, who passed away a couple of years ago, he was taking 11 meds. Right, and my wife, being a nurse, took him to the doctor, and ended up taking one med. Oh, really? After that, they did away with ten of them, and it didn't affect him at all. In fact, he got healthier.
2: Yeah, no, and there's that because you'll hear I, I hear us talking a lot about meds and meds and meds. It's, they have to be appropriate. They mm-hmm. have to be managed. Right. Uh, we, we don't want to have a system where people are just getting prescriptions, going in and filling them and taking them. You know, if if that's happening, it all needs to be managed in such a way mm-hmm. that it makes sense. Right. And that's not always the case, Larry. Right. Well,
3: there is some light at the end of the tunnel, Dr. Mark. Uh, Joe Biden's Bill Back Better Act uh, basically would cap out-of-pocket spending for Medicare beneficiaries to $2,000 and limit cost-sharing for insulin products, as we talked about earlier, yeah, for 35. 35 bucks, That part of that bill I like. But also, HHS has indicated if this Build Back Better Act passes, the negotiations for Medicare and Medicaid drugs alone could save the government over $76 billion over the next uh, 10 years.
2: I mean, I think that's the argument. It is. It's, yep. This is a good piece. Yep. It mm-hmm. is. A, it's absolutely a good piece of this yep. of this it legislation. Is. How it's tied into the other things make it difficult, and and yep. it would. I think most of us would love to see an unbundling, where, yep. where yep. When, when there are areas that we can all agree yep. on, yeah, let's get them moving.
3: Well, I mean, think about the uh, Atahelm issue yeah. with yeah. Alzheimer's, right. You're not even hearing that in healthcare journals.
2: No. Nothing today. It was huge news for about two weeks. The biggest breakthrough
3: in Alzheimer's in twenty years. Right.
2: For fifty six grand. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: And now you're not hearing anything about it at
2: all. Yeah. No, that is. That was a, Very a, big, disappointing. a big faux pas on uh, the yep. f- part yep. of the yep. FDA. And to, we predicted that. Yeah, we did. We, yep. we, uh, we And it was kind of funny because I remember sitting and talking about that together because we both have mm-hmm. had family experiences with right. Alzheimer's. Right. And we're thinking it. But as we said it out loud, we're like, I think it was on the air when mm-hmm. we turned around and said, this isn't going to work. You know? Yep. I mean, it's it's just – doesn't make sense, and if it doesn't make sense when you have a conversation between two people, it's not going to make sense exactly. in the country. You know exactly, I mean, and, and yeah. that's really two people that really are pretty hard.
3: ingrained in healthcare. Yeah, you true. being a physician and me
2: and a healthcare administrator. Yep, no, yep. no question exactly. about it. And and having that personal connection, or, you yep. know, really yep. you, uh, that that was the emotional. Hey, yeah, here's a win, but it's not a right. win, right? And you win. know, it has to but, make sense all the way through. Absolutely, and and it
3: hasn't. And you see what's happened to that. But you know, the last thing is, you know, the congressional budget budget office always releases their numbers, and that's pretty much what the congressional area looks at. Right. And they're saying that if this uh, mandate for negotiating prices and getting these rebates would just equal inflation, that it would save the government $84 billion between now and 2031. So if they
2: just linked it to, to inflation, inflation yeah. and, and nothing else. Yeah, save us
3: $84 yeah. billion dollars in the next, uh, between now and 2031. That's crazy, and those numbers uh, are staggering. Th-
2: th- yeah, they are. I mean, yeah. they're not as staggering as that four trillion dollar number, but but that's all going piece. to eight by twenty thirty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I mean, that that's that's a yeah. a chunk of that you know coming back yeah. in the right direction. Well, we're not we don't have a lot of time left in this segment, but Doctor Mark, talk about what's going on with HCA well HCA just here in Florida specifically yeah. so uh HCA which is uh you know they're headquartered in Nashville they right. they released I think we mentioned this uh, last week we did that they're going to open three new acute care hospitals mm-hmm. in Florida uh stating that you know we've got got needs needs yep. in the state and this is going to help meet the meet those needs right so the first one is a 90 bed acute care facility in Gainesville right uh, there's a 60 bed hospital near the villages out in uh, Leesburg for people who aren't from around, yep. around here. Yep. And a uh, 100 bed hospital in Fort Myers. Yeah.
3: We didn't have that information last week when we talked about this.
2: We knew there was, I think we knew there was a number of We knew that they were building, but we didn't know
3: yeah. the size oh, of the, the hospital. You're correct. You're correct. And those kind of things. Right. Yeah. So,
2: not huge hospitals. Yep. Um, actually,. Right. Some of the smallest, community smallest, hospitals. Yeah, small small yeah. community yeah. hospitals, and I'm sure they'll they'll have the ability for expansion that yep. they, you know they they plan. They on, always kind of do. Yep. Yep. But interestingly, you know these are in areas where there are some other big competitors and, and high growth. Yep, and high growth. So, high growth. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, right now there are 47 hospitals. HCA hospitals in the US. So this is going to take it to a, Florida. A, a, yeah. a solid right. 50. Yep. And I think they're oh, I don't I don't think, think we have that number it's 186 in the country. Is that about something like that.
3: Right in that name yeah. number. Yeah. So there's yep. a there's That's a good
2: right. chunk of them here in Florida. So we do pay attention to HCA Florida healthcare, yeah. you know, quite a bit to see to see where they're going. Yep.
3: Well, I think it's interesting that HCA over the last few years, they have committed over 3 billion dollars in the last 3 years to healthcare Expenditure commitment here in Florida mm-hmm. in the organization—that's a huge commitment, Doctor Mark.
2: That is, you know, this is a publicly traded company; yeah. they answer to you know a board of directors, and yep. you know that that's a that's a lot of lot of and money. You know, they
3: built the new hospital in Lake Known in conjunction with UCF as well.
2: Yep, I drove by that the other day. Yep. Drove yep. by that, yep. so I think that's listed out as a sixty-four bed hospital, so right. another another smaller hospital. But well, I tell you, I think when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some uh, key instabilities for twenty twenty two, and uh, pick up. Where we left off, Larry.
3: You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark will be right back.
1: You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry.
4: Mark Chayot, MD. Practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical technology and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228 or 774 or visit OrlandoPediatricSurgery.com the Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com.
1: Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry.
2: Welcome back to Healthcare Now. We've got our last segment, and we're going to talk a little bit about healthcare instabilities. But I wanted to mention one other thing before we got to that. Mm-hmm. I was actually uh, at an event uh, last night for, for my kids, okay. and ran into a gentleman who was uh, in charge of Nemours Healthcare's Pediatrics Outpatient Group. Oh, okay. And then we ran across this uh, article, which is really interesting, kind of relates to our conversation about Nemours eyeing on mental health. Uh, for right. kids. And for for listeners that don't know, Nemours is uh, got a hospital out there in Lake Nona, and we were Children's just talking about hospital Lake Nona, Lake so Lake Nona. it's, it's yep. like right around the corner from that HCA hospital we mentioned. Correct. And at the uh, UCF Medical School. Yep. And so the, the Children's Hospital, uh, has they got a seed grant, $150,000 from TD Bank, and they're going to create a system to address mental wellness uh, in, in the pediatric population. So with this grant, they're going to hire a number of counselors. They're going to get yep. eight licensed mental health counselors, and uh, they're going to work with about 15 of their primary care pediatric. Pediatricians' Pediatrics. offices, yep. and and deploy these counselors. who are going to use both telemedicine and face to face, and the their ultimate goal is to intervene before a child's mental health can escalate yep. to a dangerous behavior yes. level like suicide. Yeah, and, and I mean know, we can all get Mark, behind that kind teenage of teenage
3: suicide in this country is at record
2: levels. Yeah, yep. So this is, and the thought is that there may even be you know earlier and younger interventions so this is this is a good thing and it's a it's a good story for orlando and i hope that the other the other healthcare systems i'm sure they they've all paid attention to this as well and just you know kudos to uh to td bank for getting behind that and and other donors and sometimes that's what it takes yep. you know healthcare is expensive yep. and the hospitals are challenged to make sure they make all their ends meet and uh you know when when there are community businesses that help get behind good causes man that's that's yeah. a that's Excellent a great program, yep. Dr. Mark. Yep. All right. So let's talk about these uh, health care key national instabilities yep. for 2022.
3: Yeah, there were there were three key national health care instabilities that uh, I think not only uh, Washington, but our entire health care industry is going to look at. And the first one is workforce. Yeah, it's amazing. The health care sector lost nearly a half a million workers since February
2: of 2020. Dr. Mark, I mean, incredible. A half, half a million. million just incredible. And I'll tell you I see this every day in the hospital. Yep. I walk into the operating rooms and the they're not all the rooms are being used. And I'm like, gee, you wow. know, we've got all these cases to get done. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't have staff. Wow. They absolutely don't have staff. There are days that they don't book things because they know they've already overworked the staff that they have and they can't right. they can't put them through it anymore. Well, it's it, insane. aside
3: from the half a million that they've already lost since February of 2020, which is what, 18 months ago,
2: right, 18 months. Yeah.
3: They're expecting to lose a million nurses over the next 10 years
2: who will retire. Right. And, and we saw this. A lot of healthcare, actually, a lot of people in a lot of uh, industries retired during the challenges of, yep. of COVID 19 just because. I mean, I don't know if it was not being able to justify getting out there and working. Uh, there were a lot of layoffs. And I mean, people started to really reevaluate what their financial situation yep, was. Exactly. And maybe, you know, at, at some point, Go versus reward, yeah, it just wasn't there, yeah. so, but no. I
3: think when we talk about workforce, the healthcare sector is going to focus on nurse recruitment over the next year because if you're looking at a million nurses retiring in the next decade, uh you really need to plan for that,
2: yeah, you do, you do, and That's if you huge. think about so with the nation you know nationwide and certainly now in Florida we're going to the $15 an hour as minimum wage. Right. So you're going to have a lot of jobs that don't require you to get the training you would in, in nursing True. and that don't require you to be in that line of fire. Right. At and making 15 an hour which you know it, and and going on up. So now if you're yeah. uh, starting a nursing job what what number you're looking for to stay yeah. in? I mean, it's, exactly. it's it's really going to be a trickle up effect of of how that Affects all these. I think we're
3: going to see more and more grants and scholarships to encourage that workforce of nurses to to get involved. I mean, these kids coming out of high school that want to go into nursing school, there's got to be some funding available because it's not cheap.
2: No, it's not. It's but not. But yet
3: the rewards when you come out of nursing school and you're a floor nurse, if you're working full time, Doctor Mark, that's a sixty to seventy five thousand dollar year job.
2: Yeah, it can be, and especially yeah. you know that's here in Florida, and I know yeah. on the West Coast probably even higher. higher. But it is yeah. it's a it's a big number. Yeah, it's a it's big, big number. number. No, it, it's a, it's a great great yeah. profession, yeah. and to think that. Half a million lost. Amazing, and most know, of that half a million is nursing. Yeah.
3: and you know, I can tell you from experience. You know, my wife is a nurse, critical care ICU nurse, and she she's been in the nursing field well over forty years. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, everywhere we've gone, she's never had a problem getting a job. No, yeah, no, I never. Wouldn't imagine, wouldn't in fact, imagine. they were after her before she was ready to go to work.
2: Yep, no, I, I can yeah. I can tell you that in the hospitals and surgery centers, everybody. Everybody's looking. Well, yeah. everybody in every industry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't go down the street without seeing help Help wanted ads.
3: And the you as a physician probably have had issues with staffing over the years, I would think.
2: Yeah. So, you know, my smaller office is not so much, but at the surgery center, that's the been, surgery been an center. issue. trying yeah. to keep people yeah. in. Sure.
3: Okay. So. And the second thing is social determinants of health. Mm-hmm. And again, when you talk about social determinants of health, you're talking about the needs of people in their home, whether it's food insecurity, not being able to buy their meds, depression, other mental health issues, environment of living, bullying, all these things, you know, we take all this into consideration, Dr. Mark now, in our value-based programs right. that we manage. Social determinants of health is going to be a big focus, particularly in undeserved communities in twenty twenty. Yeah, undeserved,
2: yep. yep. You know, and, and that's where we, we're seeing it. We're seeing that people's access to care yep. is affected by many things, that's and right. sometimes it's it's money sometimes it's race it could be transportation yep. to the doctor yeah i i like the yep. uh i like the comment that in many cases your zip code can actually determine your outcome absolutely and and we can see that nationwide care for the same issues across the country are very tremendously And and the social determinants of health are a bigger part of that than were admitted to in the last few decades. So I do. I agree. This is going to continue. It, It was actually picking up in 2019. Okay, there's a it, there are a was. lot more publications, yeah. yep. and now with the pandemic, we might say that that's going to give it a shot in the arm, if you will. Yep. Um, I but, agree, but uh, but it it also has created a lot of distraction yep. away from that. So, well, all really the insurance
3: companies have incorporated social determinants of health into their yes. care plans and absolutely. their clinical programs, as we have within our own organization, Doctor Market IPN,
2: absolutely. You know. And that kind of leads right into the next one, which is yep. health equity. Yep. And so we talked about you know about Twenty percent of African American and Latino adults report experience race based discrimination while receiving healthcare. Right, and yeah. there is a lot of science to back that up. Absolutely, Outcomes are, well, it goes are right back to that zip
3: code issue you mentioned right. earlier.
2: Right, right. Yeah. So, so this is another piece that that you know there's a lot more literature there. Yeah. There, it's undeniable. Yep. Um, although there will be people out there denying it, but it is undeniable. Right, and it's going to be a right. focus for 2022. Well, I
3: mean, in a good example of that, doctor. Mark, right here in our own community, you're looking for a Medicaid specialist provider?
2: Yeah, right. Very well, we've tough. We've done this. We've Very done, we,
3: tough. Yep, yep. You know, you're, you've been a Medicaid provider as a pediatric surgeon sure. your entire career. Yes. But a lot of people don't.
2: Yep, yep. And then do They just don't accept do Medicaid them, patients. Right. If you do find yep. them and yep. if somebody really commits their life to that, yep. they have a packed waiting room. Um, absolutely, you know, you're. It's very hard to maintain patient satisfaction with yep. the numbers, right. and you've got to work so quickly to yep. get through it. So, yeah, the pack absolutely. waiting
3: room is a big issue because one of the mandates for Medicaid in Florida was that if you have a Medicaid number and you're a primary care physician, mm-hmm. you can be auto assigned members. A lot of docs backed away from that once that started happening. Right, right, and that's just, exactly you no what idea the problem. How many
2: people were just going to show how, up or who they were? Yep. Right, right, right. Yeah.
3: But, you know, we're going to continue to unpack this health equity thing over the, the next year. But I think what we need to determine is how we can do a better job of providing health care to everyone who walks through the door of a health care facility needing health care.
2: Yeah. No, it is. And it's, it's – You a, took
3: the oath, Dr. Mark. You know all about yeah, that.
2: It's a complex yep. piece, and it's going to take the whole system yep. To, yep. to recognize – Come up with a solution and put that solution to work. Right. Yeah.
3: So health equity, workforce and social determinants of health are the big three key national instabilities that are going to be focused on for
2: 2022. Good luck to us all. Exactly. All right, so sounds like uh, we can go to some tech. We always like to touch on a little tech in yep. this show, don't yep. we? We do. So Google may release its own smartwatch next year, right? So they're planning on its own smartwatch that's going to do the whole health and fitness tracking tools, um, you mm. know, some monitoring. Mm. Uh, you other know, day I saw. Wonder uh, how Apple feels about that. Well, you know, they. I mean, don't they just love competition? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I mean, Apple and Google have a relationship of uh, of fighting with each other love, on, on a lot of different levels. Right. I
3: don't think there's a lot of love. It's I don't know. mainly hate. <laughs> it's mainly hate. Yeah, or let's call it
2: competition. It is, it is competition. Right. Well, hopefully, this does much better than Google Glass. But, uh, but I did yep. see a, a a competitor that had put out a smart ring. Have you seen that? I have seen that. Yeah. So yes. I want to look more into yep. that. So I think yep. it's pretty, pretty. Well, it's uh, all about these wearables. Absolutely. And we, what we've they We talked can do. about yep. how we're going to link these wearables into mm-hmm. healthcare management. It's going on right now. Yep. Uh, but, but I think this is an excellent opportunity. To use these wearables in healthcare and address some of those inequities we just talked about. Yeah. Well, you and know? it's
3: interesting. Google actually announced in 2016 that they were going to launch a smartwatch, mm-hmm. and here we are, 2021, talking about them just launching it.
2: Yeah. No, they cut it. They they yeah. cut the plan. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I not know what brought them back to that. But uh, but there's there's is a lot of competition in the space, and the technology is is fairly much you know it's shared. I mean, there's not. There's not one thing out there that overwhelms you. I think people who have Apple phones go get the Apple Watch. Um, I think people who start out with a Fitbit because they were using that as a fitness tracker years ago, and now they have something that's a little bit more complicated than they stick with the Fitbit. So to to step into this, I mean, if if you weren't Google – you're going to have a hard time doing yeah, it, which right. is where the the ring, and now I'm blanking on the, the I name. I like the ring idea. I, I like the yeah, ring idea, yeah. but I wonder, you know. As long as it looks like standing, a Super
3: Bowl ring, Dr. Mark, it would be cool.
2: I don't know. It looks more like a wedding <laughs> ring, Larry, so I don't know how you're going to feel oh, about okay. that. So it's, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> but, you know, Apple is still the leader in the smartwatch space uh, with all their watch offerings, but this wearable market yeah. is now a $487 billion market, and it makes sense that Google would want to get into this business. No, for sure.
2: If they, yep. if they can grab a percentage, and I'm sure they're yep. looking at a big percentage, that's that's a quite a, quite a nice place to go next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I'm looking at your wrist. You don't you don't have a smart watch on? I don't. I have a regular old watch. I, I've, I've got a smart watch, and you know we don't need to. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to state the brand until well, they, they, they come and me. Well, you know what, my problem with the Apple to,
3: Watch is I don't want my phone and my wrist
2: ringing at the same time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But see, you have to learn. You have that's to learn the technology to control <laughs> all those things. It is. It can can be a That would drive me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, I tell you, we we are a little too accessible, but when it comes to health care, I'm all in. I'm all in. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Man, Larry, this was a a great show. I think... you know, it's. it's it was. I, I won't Martin. apologize that it was so heavy in COVID because yep. it's just not our fault. Yep. That's what that's yep. what's out there. Yep. Um, I want people to get out and uh, take care of their families in this holiday season. Sure. Well, next week we're going to talk
3: about healthcare predictions for 2022 as well as some specific challenges facing the healthcare industry. Excellent. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at. Follow us at healthcarenow.us. We'll, we'll
1: see, see you, you next week. week.